Bullets Corner. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Paul. Yes, hello, that's me. I'm Paul, the other host. Uh, how are you tonight, my friend? Oh, mate, I've got, I've got lurgies. I've got a new persistent cough, I've got a sore throat, I've got headaches, I've got a runny nose, I've got everything going on. It's all falling apart, mate, and it's not pleasant. In fact, I'm going to turn the webcam off because nobody should have to look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, listeners, you'd be glad you can't see Paul. Yeah. He's a disgusting mess uh, tonight. Horrible. You um, want to see how many so tissues I've got hiked up? They're literally up to my waist now, and I've only been sat in here for a couple of hours. <laughs> just blow my nose that's all it is why were well, you thinking there's something else <laughs> oh, getting too old for that kind of thing now mate <laughs> it's literally just blow my nose it might not look like it stop stop now <laughs> oh right. dear schoolboy back, back on the track. Best. <laughs> so we're here tonight to talk about uh, the eleventh hour, oh, Matt yeah. Smith's uh, and the eleventh Doctor's debut episode. So a couple of weeks. Well, uh, our regular listeners will know that we've been running polls from time to time, to uh, where we've listed a, a few of our favourite episodes yeah. uh, for for certain Doctors, um, and to see which one wins the vote, to see which episode we should look back at. So um, we recently did. Uh, the thirteenth Doctor episode of Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, and we did Flatline from the twelfth Doctor. Yeah, that and was the winner good. of our eleventh Doctor selection was the eleventh hour, uh, his his debut episode. Like I said, so um, it was good fun going back and watching this. Um, was it? I, I was trying to. When think, was the last time yeah, you saw it? it? Well, I was trying to think when I was watching yeah. it last night, and. Um, I thought, God, have I not watched this since mm. broadcast? But that, but that can't be right because I've got the Blu-ray set, and uh, I, I would have watched that when I got it. So I, I must have watched this a couple of times now. Um, but it's it's mm. it's a long time. Yeah, same since to be I honest. I've watched, watched it, watched it e- easily. A long, long time. Bef- yeah, before Capaldi started would have would have been my last time. I think. Oh wow, um, that is a long time so, ago. Yeah, qu- quite a while. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what did you think of, of the episode? I'm just going to chuck it right back. Oh, you, at you really are, aren't you? Yeah. Do you know? What? I mean, uh, yeah. I, I I really I really enjoyed it. Actually, I think this is one of those which has more rewatch value than a lot of other episodes. Mm. I think in, in the Eleventh Doctor's run, it's it's a fantastic story. It's it's not without some little issues, probably if you want to be really picky about it. But it's it's so it's so joyous, and yeah. Matt Smith, he, he's a joy to watch. And he yeah. just runs with it. He owns this from the start. And I know this isn't the first episode they recorded. I think the first story they actually recorded was Time of Angels, wasn't it? Which was yeah, it another was, yeah. one on our on our list for the poll, which I yeah. really wanted to win because it's yeah, my yeah. favourite and I love it. But do you know what? Yeah, I'm happy great. enough looking at this one because, like you, I haven't seen it for, well, for a couple of years. Maybe not quite as long as you, but yeah. it's it's a brilliant story. I, I love it to bits. So that's it. I can, can I, I can go home now, can't I? After I said that, that's yeah, it, that's, really. yeah, that'll do. Right, for this I'll see you later. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Um. So the story of this. Oh, one yeah. What about you? Know, yeah. Do you like is... it? Do you? Yeah, like, it's good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's yeah. good. It's so, all right. Mm. Thanks. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> um, so the story is uh, the Doctor has just regenerated, and um, we left him at the end of the end of time, turning from ten to we eleven. We did. Oh, uh, we should have watched that and then run into this one because that would have been a thing. Yeah. That's the thing I haven't done actually. You should do that. I don't know why. Watch that again. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Then it means I've got to sit through that again. Anyway, yes. <laughs> 
I don't want to go. So that the TARDIS is exploding and, and crashing, yeah. um, and the, the Doctor ends up. Uh, it will. It, it become becomes instantly classic Moffat, doesn't it? It's very timey wimey. Oh, yeah. So we'll we'll go through things in a bit more detail in a minute. But in in short, he he ends up in uh, the village of Ledworth, although he, he doesn't know that initially. And he meets young Amelia Pond, um, and uh, she helps him with some of the post regen craziness that's going on. <laughs> And he says, I, I need to take the TARDIS out for a quick test run. I'll, I'll be back in, in a couple of minutes. And uh, he turns up again uh, about 15 odd years later. Um, Amy, uh, well, Amelia is now calling herself Amy. Um, she's, uh, uh, well, troubled's not the right word, but she's, uh, you know, talked about her, her childhood friend, the, the raggedy doctor, she calls him, and people thought she's been a bit, crazy for a long time um and then he he turns up again uh and and she initially doesn't believe that it's him and, until an event later that convinces her um and uh they get involved in the was the, the discovery of the crack in the wall which is a crack the in crack time in the also wall. the uh the hunt for uh prisoner zero from the atraxi they're they're an alien race of sort of Snowflake type flying eyes. Giant eyeballs, things. mate. Giant yeah, eyeballs. Total um, for, for Prisoner Zero. <clears throat> um, and then it, it is quite a, quite an adventure uh, in, in the village. And um, yeah, I really liked this episode. Um, it, it was different uh, to the previous uh, regeneration <laughs> episode, which, which was Christmas Invasion, because the Doctor was actually active in it, um, he was and he didn't spend it. most oh, of the episode yeah. in in bed, uh, which I which I really liked. Um, and yeah, like you said, Matt Smith owned it uh, immediately, um, and and um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know off the top of my head what, yeah, uh, which other Doctor actors have shot their you know regeneration episode first, but you know, for Matt, probably haven't done a few others before he did this one, uh, enabled him to. You know, get into the swing of it a bit more and, and kind of have the character. That's uh, what they did with um, Peter uh, Davison. I think his first actual story was uh, Fort of Doomsday. That's the first one he um, went in front of the cameras with and then did a couple. And then by the time he'd done that, he was kind of familiar with the character. Then they filmed Castrovalva, his first uh, yes, episode. Yes, that's right. Actually, they talked about that on the collection uh, set of one of the um, documentaries or something on there. Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah I'm not sure how how regularly like I think Jodie's first episode was the woman who fell to mm. earth, um so you know sort of uh, straight in there, um but yeah uh, this episode starts out with uh, a, a, a cracking opening where the the TARDIS is is flying across London all, all haywire, um you know the TARDIS is is on fire, the yeah, hanging out of it. <clears throat> this seems this, to be a thing a with really the modern series, doesn't it? You know, um, yeah, a, a regeneration just rips the TARDIS to pieces. You know, it, it bursts into flames. It gets dramatic. Yeah. It starts spinning through the atmosphere. It starts hurtling towards the Earth at a million miles an hour. Yeah. It starts <laughs> zipping backwards and forwards through time so that we have a Millennium Dome, which can't possibly have been around when Amelia Pond was around. But it doesn't matter because it's just flying through time and space. And it just uh, and, and Matt Smith narrowly avoids the pinnacle on the top of uh, Big Ben. Whoops, yeah. bit of comedy <laughs> right there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it wouldn't have happened in the old days, mate. But that's the thing, is it? I mean, no. it did the same with um, Peter Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker, and just the whole TARDIS. Mm. Just you know, it's just an excuse for a bit of a, a refurb, isn't it? So they can redo yeah. the outside yeah, it, well, it and the inside, it's, it's, uh, all in yeah, one fell swoop. Let's just destroy uh, the set. Yeah, 
and and it makes for you know an exciting uh, action packed intro wow. and uh, you know no wow it's it's a bit fake now we're a bit used to it now aren't we you know we've seen it what twice three times yeah was, I mean it I did mean, okay it, was... it didn't destroy at the end of Matt Smith so at 11 and 12 they no. essentially had the same TARDIS didn't they but yes yeah, we've, we've seen yeah. it a couple of times now it's like yeah. let's do something different guys yeah the, there's there's rumours that Jodie's is I don't want to know any rumours <laughs> do not this is a rumour free no, no, zone I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to say anything. Don't say yeah, anything. It's different. Um, which I'm in control of the stop so, button right here, my friend. I will pause you as soon as I'll switch off your camera and microphone and everything. <laughs> I'm in control of the levels. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on. I've been so, on the old yeah, paracetamol today. I he's, he's been on the uh, day nurse yeah. since oh your crackers. Oh my god! That's um, it's so got yeah, caffeine it's a great intro it. to this. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and then he, he crashes in the garden. Um, mm. I really liked the image of the TARDIS on its back. Yeah. Um, with, with the loads of light coming out of the, the, the doors. And oh, the it's a great out. entrance, it, it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it really is a good, good one. Um, and I, I liked the whole you know stuff with, with Amy and Amelia. It, you know, it was, like I said just now, classic Moffat. You know, all, all over the place. Well, and he, it he, is. Right from the yeah. outset here, mm. he's gone... This is this is what it's going to be like yeah. in my my era. It's not going to be A to B to C, you know. Narrative development. We're going to go from you know. Yeah, we're going to start to, at C. To, to, yeah. Go to away, M. Hop to yeah. 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 <laughs> Via Z, <laughs> you know? Y, and X. Yeah. With a slight stop off at F and G. Yeah, and then two, three, and seven, mm. and, and then back back again. So yeah, you know, fairly quickly. Um, you know that was established that this was yeah. going to be uh, a, a bit more complex in in that aspect, um, and also I thought mm. rewatching it that um, the the sort of darker tone to it was was uh, evident, you know, Ooh, quite immediately. Really, you know, the the ti- title se- yeah. sequence um, is, is 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 much darker in style than than the RTD uh, one was. Do, um, do you think so? Do you think know, it's sort, darker? Yeah. Well, I, I felt that. Um, uh, the Moffat stuff did get darker mm. as, it, as it progressed, um, and and not you know, it's quite sort of a, uh, almost whimsical and, and fairy tale. Definitely fairy point. tale. Um, yeah. But I, I just think that, you know the the visuals the the show probably uh, started to to come into its um, uh, you know mm. looking better. It's, it's got better every year as, as technology has in, increased and you know the, the skills of everyone. You know the, the RTD stuff is obviously f- sort of quite dated in a way now because of of when it was shot and you know what things were like back then. But the, the, this felt a lot more kind of you know cinematic. It, you know, I just said about that shot there with the TARDIS and the light and the yeah. smoke and stuff. You know, it was a great shot. You know, it's lovely. Um, and and uh, yeah, it it, it felt. Uh, yeah, vi- visually sort of uh, a bit darker, not not thematically necessarily at this mm. point, but yeah, but the visuals, yeah. yeah. That's interesting, yeah. And and just that change in title sequence. It's was, a great title uh, sequence. Do you like the title sequence? It, Do you it, prefer it to uh, the previous I, I, one? Um, it, that was a leading similar, question, you know, wasn't it? Go on, sorry. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you still got the, um, you know, the TARDIS, uh, you know, crashing through the vortex mm. and, and spinning around and all of that. Um, I prefer... Which one do I like better? I I like the RTD one. I like this one. I like the lightning blasts mm. and the clouds and stuff. I, I wasn't as keen on the Capaldi one, um, and I and I like the the Whitaker one. 
Uh, I particularly like when it gets into the star field and it always makes me dizzy because it, it starts twisting and if yeah, you look yeah. closely at it, there's like multiple circular layers yeah. going on it and, and it's a bit disorientating, which which is quite cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a good good title uh, sequence for, for this era of the yeah. show. I, I did like it. So yeah, um, th- there's a lot of fun with... Matt's doctor when he when he first meets Amelia here, you know, going going through all the different food. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, you know, he, he he likes apples and he hates them, and then uh, you know he's he's bacon. He's you trying to poison me and everything. You know, yeah. And and that whole bit leading up to fish fingers and custard is designed, I think, to make you. Uh, you know, if you'd never watched the show before, you'd be like, "Oh wow, this guy's—he's mad. He's—he's mad. He's mad. He's mad." And and I I just really liked that energy of it. You know, that, yeah. there's that really, um, you know, th- there's the sort of repetition of the shots. You see the beans cooking and him eating the beans and beans going into the sink and then uh, throwing a, a plate, of, you know, bread and butter out of the door and stuff like that. It's it's a really energetic sequence and yeah, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. works brilliantly to kind of show that the chaos of it all but also kind of represent you know what Matt's doctor's like as well he's he's Tigger um, isn't he in in Winnie the Pooh yes, that, he, that's he is, what yeah. this is ripped out of completely it's um yeah, yeah. it's the house at Pooh Corner when Tigger comes to breakfast and and Winnie the Pooh first meets Tigger which I think is is typical Moffat you know because mm. what I think what Moffat is doing throughout the 11th Doctor's era, certainly at the start of it, he's looking at all those things that scared us as a kid. Yeah. And he's bringing them into play. And he's bringing in the ordinary stuff, like the, the nursery the nursery, um, nursery rhymes that we have and, mm-hmm. you know, the little chants and things and the stories that we all grew up with. Obviously not all of us, but, you know, the sort of kids, the kids' bedtime stories and the things that, yeah. that frighten us in the dark, the crack in the wall. Yeah. You know, the, the shadows in the curtain, the door that nobody yeah. sees, but which is suddenly there. Yeah. And it's very strange because you've got this massive, spooky house. All right, it's not massive, massive, but it's big enough. It's a very big house for one small girl to yeah. live in you know what pretty I, much of, on her own. One of my right? notes here is um, that the house is a dump. It's, it seems mm. like a lonely, cold life for Amelia. You know, the, the wall, uh, all the wallpaper is horrible. The, yeah. There's kind of peeling and cracking paint everywhere and um you know it's established that the parents are not uh, around are they, are they, they're not around it's not clear not, is no it? it's not um, clear at and, all and, and, and there's there's, an there's yeah there's an aunt but i don't think we ever hear about amy's aunt again do we i don't know no i don't remember i don't no. think we do um and and that's you know i mean it it, it kind of sets it all up fine you it, know, she, yeah. she's very lonely and uh, yeah, but is she though? That's the thing because she doesn't seem very lonely. She doesn't, she doesn't act like a lonely girl in a great big house. She acts like you no, know, Amelia it's like she doesn't. owns the house. It's like it's almost yes. like you know, again, when you're a kid, you imagine you have your castle. And, and there may be rooms in the castle that you've never explored yet and that and some mm. rooms that maybe contain dark fears and horrors and stuff a bit but it's still your castle you're the person yeah. who lives in it you're the king the queen there is nobody else so whatever you find whatever wherever you explore it totally belongs to you apart from the crack in the wall 
something yeah. scary is on the other side. I, I love all yeah. that kind of thing. It's almost like it's almost delving into into the realms of magical realism, you, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff where the lines between reality and fantasy kind of blur, and where where the rules are slightly different. You know, the rules that describe physics and reality and cause and effects they don't fully apply. They, they you know, things happen that might not. Or, or might have a, a, an effect later on that would not logically go back to the cause. You know, it's, this is this is Moffat's real strength to me: the fact that he plays around with those things and manages to do it in a way that, for the for the most part, we kind of just accept it. We just go along yeah. with it. We don't. He, he manages to get us so involved in the story, I think, and the Doctor's appearance and everything else that we don't actually ask ourselves those questions. He's very good at sort of sleight of hand. He'll divert your focus to some other part of the story so that you don't think about this other thing which is just waiting mm. to jump out and bite you later on he's brilliant at that kind of thing i well, think it's, it's like the, the house is clearly shown to have two floors uh you know when you see it outside, out from the outside you, yeah yeah. You, yeah then when you go in if you're looking closely mm. you'll see the the other flight of stairs leading up to a third floor you know which is then mentioned later yeah. but you know it's it's little things like that that yeah um, that's you know, it. Are, are quite clever yeah, yeah. um i liked the bit with the apple um, oh yeah, that you was know weird. when when they talk about how she she used to put faces. Uh, was yeah, who, put who, faces who puts apples faces on. in apples? That's yeah, that's weird, mate. I that's one of web off that again. From. That's um, that's a kind of that that reminded me in a way, or, or put me in mind of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and the the mm. Wicked Witch. You know, with the apples and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Moffat is pulling on all that imagery yes. and and yeah. everything that goes with it to to sort of layer these. Yeah, and he's he's subverted it here. Yeah. Um, and and I it, I sort of chuckled because um, mm. the doctor says oh I'll, I'll I'll keep this apple for later, and uh, I thought yeah you will because it's going to come in really yeah. handy for the <laughs> pot later, <laughs> like the Satsuma it, it, it was, in Ten's dressing gown. Yes, yeah, Chekhov's but it, it gun. was uh, you you know nicely woven into it. You mm. know it, it worked quite naturally. I thought. Um, so yeah, a couple of my notes here about the house being a bit of a dump and uh, you know dump. the extra flight of stairs and things like that. Yeah. Um, when the doctor came back a few years later, I liked that. Uh, although I felt that the garden could have looked a bit different. Um, that was something I noticed this time because it was exactly the same. Mm. And I was like, he's like sixteen years later or something. Maybe it was a well cultivated, you know. well tended wildness. They, yeah, well tended. You know. But again, the, maybe garden, maybe that's yeah. an effect of Prisoner Zero. You don't know, do you? It could be, could be could a perception filter yeah, yeah. everywhere. Exactly, yeah. that yeah. might not be the real garden, or maybe the garden is kind of, you know, maybe it's some sort of weird yeah. time bubble. Well, but you, you sort of, um, yeah, uh, they did it a bit later with um, when well, in, in series six with the uh, the silence, didn't they, and their ship, um, and, and kind of linking it back to um, oh, man, I can't the lodger episode. That, oh yes, they did. I remember, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a silence. Can I just so, also say you. before we move on as well, because there's um, there, there's the, the, when when the crack when when the Doctor and Amelia sort of investigate the crack, and we get that lovely sequence where the crack opens in the wall. That that put me in mind of um, of Time Bandits. Have you ever seen Time Bandits? 
Um, I've not for a long time. Yeah. Do, do you remember yeah. cast your mind back when they when they all land in the kid's bedroom because he's got some yeah. weird stuff going on in his bedroom, and then they all push the wall back. They go heave, heave, and they pushed on the wall, and this kid's tiny right. bedroom suddenly gets bigger and bigger because they're just pushing right. the wall, and it's way it, beyond yeah. the dimensions of the house. It's way beyond the dimensions of the town, and they, they just keep pushing it into almost infinity, and this great right. big infinite space kind of I, I love all that stuff and this yeah. to me kind of riffed on that with that spooky ass eye suddenly appearing it's almost like you know what's what's going to scare the wee buggers now he's saying yeah. and let's have a giant <laughs> yeah. eye what would be one of the scariest freakiest things that we can get away with in, in tea time TV that is going to freak everybody out yes it's a giant eye a giant and then eye. why not yeah. let's make the actual spaceship the giant eye so the giant eye yeah. is actually the ship and the watering <laughs> it's just crazy when you think about it you know it's yeah but it's brilliant i i love this this new this new mission statement for the next yeah. generation of doctor who well he's he's throwing so much in this one isn't he you know you, you've got the prisoner zero <laughs> which is the sort of eel type thing now uh, I've I've got a couple of um, oh the cgi thoughts thing. on on yeah so the the eel itself like it was was terrible but the the model on it was good it, but it, it, was it looked right. really kind of, but it, yeah it is it, it it looked quite plasticky and i think i remember reading mm. that it, it it wasn't finished properly oh, or really? something or they ran out of money for it mm. so it's like do you know what i mean that the, the model and the animation is good but it's like the the textures haven't been fully gotcha. properly or do you see what i mean so uh because the atraxy stuff mm. you know, those ships look really good so um uh, yeah, I liked the the look of the prisoner zero, and I liked that thing of it um, kind of imitating, uh, you know, other people, but getting things getting wrong, it wrong. So yeah, like the man yeah. ending yeah. up barking, um, and then you know you you see the big teeth and stuff that they oh, got, they um, were pretty which, nasty, weren't they? Yeah, but yeah. a bit like the um, the vampires yeah. in uh, Vampires of, of Venice, actually. Oh yeah, um, that's true. So Blame yeah, I, I quite liked it, um, and I do seem to remember. Uh, and I thought about this when I was watching it, but Moffat talking about it years later, saying yeah. um, Prisoner Zero was so important that we we never bothered to tell you what he'd done or follow up on it. Did ever. he? Does he? Did he ever work <laughs> out what Prisoner Zero had done? Did he ever? No, I don't did he ever he have knew. a story no. for it? No. And remember, uh, listeners, if if you've listened to our. Uh, podcast uh, about uh, Dragonfire, where I referenced uh, Mission Impossible Three and the Rabbit's Foot. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, I do. In, I, in I, quick I, recap, I, in Mission Impossible Three, oh, they have the mission called the Rabbit's Foot, oh, God, and uh, well, just for anyone who hasn't listened, <laughs> and you get to the end of the film and they've got it back, and Tom Cruise says, "What is it?" And uh, what is it? Uh, Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne says. Oh, I'll tell you another day. And then you realise, oh my God, we spent this whole film chasing this thing that actually you never even knew what it was. I mean, it's a mystery thing, but... It's because it he doesn't matter. know. J.J. Abrams, th this no, is the difference, uh, though. No, he didn't know. No, exactly. J.J. No. Abrams um, does this. He, he basically wrote, and well, it wasn't just him writing it, was it? It was that other fellow he used to write. I can't remember his name, but he's... Yeah, anyway, but they, they wrote the entire first, what, three or four seasons of Lost based on not revealing anything. Just asking yeah. loads and loads of questions, layering loads and loads of stuff, and literally just having no frittering it all away. Yeah. But it made I the thing kind of watchable. You couldn't you couldn't stop yeah. watching it until you realise yeah. actually, yeah. do you know what? They're never going to answer any of this stuff. No. 
Yeah, that was and they not didn't. planned at all. No. Yeah, well. um, but no, it, it didn't. Um, it didn't bother me. Now, no. Um, let's but talk I was going to say Amy. just, just, just on no. this though, because I have to finish it off. But you started it. You brought it up, so I'm going to finish it off, right? <laughs> so what I was going to say is actually, um, Stephen Moffat doesn't ever actually pose that question of, to the audience. You know, I don't think there's a line, any line in the script which says, "Well, what has Prisoner Zero done?" And nobody goes, "Well, I'll tell you later." It's just there's a prisoner on the loose. He's an alien, and we need to stop him before shit happens. I think that's it. Yeah. Yes, I don't. I don't think it's. So I don't uh, think there's any cheating of the audience, like and like. Uh, oh our no, good friend no. James I just Ray. I remember him talking about it mm. um, some years later, and. Uh, you know, I reckon he probably did have a story never. story ready for it, but then maybe it's just one of those things where it just doesn't matter to the no, to the story. No, like, you know, because no. I mean, what would it be? You know, it'd be some alien thing that you can't possibly relate to. So, what does it really matter? That's not really the story. The story really no. is the new Doctor and Amelia Pond, Amy Pond. That's that's what yeah. it is. That's the central thing. All this stuff, this other stuff just pretends to be the main story. You know, it's just the the kind of eye candy to keep you kind of watching. The real thing is getting the 11th Doctor and Amy together and the crack. That's obviously going to be the the ongoing thing, isn't it? So, yes. so that brings yeah, us nicely, maybe. I reckon, to where you were about to go. So, Floor is yes, yours, mate. I was going to talk yeah, about let's um, do that. Amy uh, uh, Amy Pond, played yeah. by the brilliant Karen Gillan. So, um, yeah, I I really yeah I really like mm. uh, Ka- Karen in herself. I think it's absolutely fantastic yeah. that she's gone from who oh, yeah. uh, to, to doing really so many yeah. things, not just um, you know being a, a big star in Jumanji and the Avengers mm. films, Guardians, um, and, and things like that, but also writing and directing her own stuff yeah. as well, um, and, and staying true to her, her roots in Scotland. You know, she's, mm. she's done a couple of her films up there in, in Inverness, where she's from. Um, so I, th- I think that's fantastic, yeah. um, and, and I'm it's I'm so pleased to see um, how well she's done, and, and you know she she really has after a slightly wobbly start where she. She got um, a sitcom, a US sitcom. About oh, did she? A, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like about an Instagrammer or, some, mm. or something like that. Um, you know, social media starlet who has to face up to the real world yeah. or something. And it and it, it it lasted for about four episodes oh. or something. And it looked a bit like mm, it might be might not be quite working here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but then she, but she got Nebula and, and yeah, you know, and then never looked back. It's not. Not unusual, no, for, for you know... No, that's it. I think it's, it's a factory out, over you know. there, isn't it? In in America, yeah. Hollywood, it's just they just yeah. churn this stuff but, out. And She's worked really hard at it to, yeah, yeah. You know, to, to get where she is, and I, and I think that's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I like Amy. Mm. Now, I, I, I wonder what your thoughts are on this, but I, I, I never... There was no point... I know uh, what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no point to her being a, a police woman... Oh, okay. To, oh, what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were, gonna, you, you were going to talk about Rory, but we'll, we'll obviously cover him in a little bit. Oh, well, I'll come bit. to Rory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I remember it was all sort of trailered. Yeah. And, you know, there was this policewoman companion and stuff like that. And, and, and it? it was purely yeah. for titillation. Purely for larks. Yeah. It, it, you know, I mean, it's a yeah. bit of fun. I, I guess, and you know, having her dressed up like that. Yeah, so she's um, kind and, of introduced the, from her legs upwards, isn't she? Which is yeah, she is. Which you know, a bit old school, she, isn't she's, it? She's yeah, mm, uh, you know, they, putting they, it mildly. Cameron has got very long legs, you know, um, but I just it, it didn't, it never really kind of 
sat right to me. Not mm. not so much that it was like objectification of her, but I was just like, that's just that's just nonsense. That was just for kind of you know a little bit for the dads you know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it and it and it and it added nothing mm. uh and 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 also like the you know yeah. she's a kissogram which is a bit you know a bit of a like what that's weird and then she's she's revealed to be getting married but you don't know who because yeah. you're always just introduced as a sort of her friend um and and I and I well I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. There's there's no way someone like Amy Pond would ever have married someone. Come like back Rory. to that one. I've said it. You've said it, but we'll come back yeah, to that. So let's we'll, let's deal we'll with the first thing. Let's that. let's just unpick your head yeah. on this one because there's obviously a lot of deep, um, deep psychological trauma going on here with you, my friend. <laughs> let's study well, this. It all, it all goes back to this, <laughs> this ra- raggedy policewoman that turned so, up when I was six. And yeah. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I. I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's... Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think anything of it of the time. You know, her being her wearing a, 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 policeman's, a policeman's outfit and being revealed from the, from the legs upwards, although it just... It just it seemed to be that's just... That was just what TV was. And, I don't, yeah, I, you know... And, I, and it's, you know, to, to say... I don't know. You know, Karen Gillan's extremely attractive, you know, and... You know, I didn't not like it, but when I but was it necessary? It when it yeah, out, was it was it really no? It, necessary? it wasn't necessary. And, uh, you know, and um, you know when I first watched it, mm. when it went out. I remember thinking that that has nothing to do with anything. Her being a, a policewoman and 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 the kissogram thing, and now watching it again, I'm not I'm not offended by it or anything. Mm. But I just think it's a it's a totally nonsense bit of script stuff well the, you know, she, she you know yeah the, the, this is this is what i i thought originally when i when i saw it was that it's such a contrast to the young amelia because yeah. when we first it, it's because i think it's different now because we know amy is amelia and at the time mm. we didn't because all we yeah. see first off if we just see her face first off then we might get it because the similarity mm. between them is striking. I know they're cousins, oh, but they're, they're, yeah, but it is, really and it's mad now striking. because Caitlin looks very much like Karen Gillan did back mm. then. Now, do you know what yeah, I mean? She's yeah. now she's grown up. She looks <laughs> extraordinarily like Karen Gillan, and it's mad that it was the first time they'd met on set. Mm. The first time they ever met was on was on was on the set, wasn't it? You know, it's um, bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, yes, we just we we detract. But I I kind of yes. So I thought. Because I, I thought she was a policewoman originally when I first watched this, right? Mm. And, okay, revealing a policewoman via the back of her tights is a little bit sexy, you know? So maybe that's the, what they're getting at. It's a sexy policewoman. Okay, she's wearing a very, very short skirt, so she's a very yeah. sexy policewoman, and she looks fantastic and everything else. And then you think, okay, so, yes, it is a bit of titillation. Is it poking at the kind of asexuality of the Doctor? Should he feel excited by this? But he doesn't because he's the Doctor mm. and the Doctor doesn't get sexually involved with his companions and things like that. So, I don't know. Or is it just simply they liked Karen's legs, wanted to feature them. They're all a bunch of blokes saying, yeah, oh, let's get our legs in there, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah that's lovely. Oh, yeah, look at them, look and, at them. And, yeah, well, but, but then... 
she she's not presented like that. No, she isn't. No, that's it. And she 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 kind um, of not just in the episode in the whole series. You know, uh, yeah, and quite rightly. It it does seem a little bit of a sort of a bit of a decision faux pas. I I think. Mm. Yeah, but it but it yeah, like I said, isn't sort of a femme. It's just But there there is a sort of weird. I don't know. It's it's it's. This is a weird one because I think these first few stories in the Matt Smith era, they they almost invite a kind. If do I remember? It's been a while since I watched these stories, but but do I remember correctly that at one point Amy grabs a doctor and snogs his face off? But it doesn't really go anywhere, does it? You know, it doesn't really. No, it's not really carried through. It kind of fritters away once Rory comes on the scene, anyway. You know, okay. I think again, there's maybe a little bit of rivalry between him and the Doctor in those first yeah, the r- vampires well, and the yeah. one where they all end up locked in a TARDIS, getting really cold. What's that one called? Yes, that one. The one where the first, yeah, it's is it? No, it's is not. It? Is it? Oh, it might be. Anyway, cut that. Um, yes, because there's a bit <laughs> it's in the been a while, hour, mate. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit in the eleventh hour where the doctor gets changed, and and uh, yes, that's where I was getting to. Well done, uncom- bringing yeah. us back on track. Yeah, and she kind of looks got, at him, doesn't yeah. she? She gives him a bit of a fruity yeah. look. So Rory and, turns and his Rory, back. She's like, "Oh, hello. Yeah, he's all right. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not bad, is he? She's not turning away, and and yeah. the doctor is like completely oblivious to any of it. Mm. It's just like, oh, if if the body bothers you, turn away. Um. So yeah, uh, and you know, there's obviously been um, a discussion about uh, Amy grabbing the Doctor and, and kissing him uh, in in years since, um, but possibly uh, taking it to extremes. Uh, you know, I think again, it was a thing that didn't sort of really go anywhere mm. or do anything. Yeah. And, and you know, she she'd had a. You know, life-threatening scenario, very dangerous and everything, and she was yeah. just sort of, you know, leaping at him. You know, in sort of, you know, oh, I'm still alive, kind of thing. <laughs> is that know, what wow. it's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she said. It I'm still like, alive. I'm going to snog your face off. Oh, I'm still alive. Um, but you know, it, it was a little bit like the, um, you know, the the policewoman thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still, we should maybe. It, yeah. We've done this now. Haven't we? <laughs> Yeah, it, it didn't quite work <laughs> yeah. for for me. Anyway, um, but, you know, as Amy, Karen is just fantastic. Oh, she's the great. Time. Yeah, she really you know, is. She's so yeah. feisty mm. and, and such a, a contrast to Rose as well. And and um, you know, uh, well, and the other companions, you know, mm. and in a, in a good way. And it, it, it's not a slight on any of the others. They've they've got to be different, you know. And she she wasn't just, um, you know, kind of replaying the same thing. And I like that she had this kind of uh, convoluted history with him and the the imaginary uh, kind of character uh, you know friend element type thing and all of that stuff and uh, yeah I, I just I, Karen she's great they they obviously had a really good time together her and Matt mm. and um, uh, yeah uh, you know the, the Amy character's brill um, but I was I, I was never taken by Rory you weren't do, do you not like Rory then do you not like no no why not um I felt that he was a wet fish, uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> there was there was no way yeah. that someone as as confident and um, in charge as Amy, uh, I'm going to disagree with even you. Even if she is, 
Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Even if she is uh, playing at being a police officer, you know, she she's that sort of, um, you know, leader type thing. Uh, she'd never have been with someone like Rory. I love him. I think he's, I think he's fabulous. I mean, yes, he is a bit comedic. They, they're all a little bit comedic. They're all, yeah. you know, they, they play to type. I, I think, you know, when I, when I think about it and I, I look back through a lot of these stories from sort of 2000s and, and onwards, it's like they, the, the characterization on paper is, is really thin. I think you know. I don't, I don't mean that as a bad thing, but it it just is. Mm. I think that the actual characters or the depth of the characters really comes through from the performance more than it does from the writing, because the writing is really yes. about plot. It's a they're plot based yeah. action adventure stories. They don't have time to dig right into the character. There's enough there. There's a few crumbs, but it's the actors who make them who they are. And they make them yeah, endearing, th- think, or they yeah. turn us away, or whatever. And, and somebody as brilliant as Arthur Darville, and as brilliant as Karen Gillan and Matt Smith, the three of them together, the way they play off each other, the way they kind of fill their characters and bring more to them than is written. If you look at, I mean, it's, it's quite striking looking at Eleventh Hour, because on, in Eleventh Hour, Rory is quite clearly written as a dork. Right, there's just no two ways about it. It's Moffat having fun at a certain type of person, and maybe for laughs, pairing them up with you know the the, the sexy policewoman dressing up kissogram girl, yeah. who's who everybody in the village knows, who as you said is very confident and everything else. So I, you yeah. know, I do suspect Moffat's having a little bit of a laugh there, and you know, just maybe just yeah, maybe that's all it is. But having said that, I think there's enough in. Karen's character in, in Amy to tell us that she's a little bit unhinged right or at least everybody yes. thinks she's a bit unhinged and the way she plays it she's kind of manic she's like thinking all over the place she's quick yeah. her eyes are darting all over the place it's that brilliant scene where actually just after she kind of when when the doctor recovers and he's still in handcuffs to the radiator she walks into the door that nobody's ever seen and there's that yeah. the, the thing comes out behind her and she turns and it turns and and her eyes are brilliant the the the, mm. the you know but that but the way she moves is that kind of jerky slightly manic kind of like yeah amy pond is a sort of person who you can never predict what she's going to do next, and that would make her very difficult for Mr. Average, kind of good looking, suave, sophisticated kind of fellow who would perhaps like his women to be a little less um, uh, high maintenance, shall I say? That's that's what I think, right? This is my thought. Mm. So, Rory is probably the only person in the whole village who'd actually probably put up with her because he genuinely yeah. likes her for who she is. And I think Amy's character, she loves that. She wants to have someone who actually maybe she can kind of, um, I'm not getting kinky here, right? But kind of dominate. Although, looking at mm. what happens in a few other stories mm. down the line, actually, yeah, there is a bit of that going yeah. on. But, <laughs> you know, they do yeah. like dressing up, right? When we get Rory the Centaur yes. and all that, it all it's all there, isn't it? But, it, yeah. you know, she is she she strikes and me she as somebody... she dress up like the Doctor as well. Yes, she did, exactly. Yeah. You know, she's kind yeah. of... Be, she's been controlling Rory since they were kids. Yeah. And, and she, you know, that sort of character would happily latch onto somebody like... Somebody like whether... whether whether she would marry him or not, yeah, I 
that's another thing, isn't it? You know, because yes, is she I, I because she's very quickly eager. She's very eager to run off with the doctor. She's very yeah. eager to drop everything. It's literally the night before her wedding, and she drops it all, snogs the face off mm. the doctor, and you know everything. Oh, she doesn't tell him, does she? At the end of this, that she's going to get married no, in the morning. No, you, 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 no, he doesn't. He know. doesn't. We know. do. No. Um, yeah. No. I. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying there. You know. I'm sure. Um, you know. Many of us have. Um, you know, ha- had someone in in the past who uh, you know we've we've uh, been besotted with and have um, you know ha- had a similar setup and then and then they've you know left, left, <laughs> left the standing at the altar. <laughs> um, That's never happened. Yeah. Me. So no, no, me neither. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's quite interesting. Yeah, maybe maybe I should uh, reevaluate their pairing. So yeah, I you know there was a lot of stuff that I really liked um, in in this episode and, and across the following yeah. series. I, I liked Ledworth and that small town feel of it. You know, obviously a, a deliberate contrast to uh, all RTD stuff in London, much like um, Chibnall yeah. made a direct contrast again by having Sheffield and you know and a lot of other places as well. Um, mm. There was a line here um, where the Doctor says, "Where are we?" and Amy says, "Ledworth," and he says, "Where's the rest of it?" <laughs> Which, yeah. which I thought was really good. Um, it was quite nice. It's 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 good because the the English the English village the spooky English yeah. village which looks very ordinary from the outside has been a Doctor Who staple since oh, the year dot. Yeah, and like it's the, the first like the time I think. Yeah, exactly. All of that and the android invasion and mm. the awakening and those sort of things. But this is the first time we've seen the English village in a in a modern day Doctor Who story. Yes, it is, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like. And it was you, really nice to see. It, it was, and I like that you got to see, you know, some of the, uh, the, you know, the people like Victor Meldrew's wife. You know, she knew Amy and said, "Oh, weren't Annette you, Crosby." Yeah, Annette Crosby. weren't you a doctor last week or a nun? And yeah, <laughs> like, uh, that's great. Yeah, I, I jump around, and, and then there was my namesake. There, who was looking up dodgy stuff on his. his oh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah you know. uh, cheap um, joke, but yeah, 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 which which was reused with Twelfth Doctor uh, on occasion as well. Uh, but clearing your browser history. And stuff, mm. or don't look at my browser history. Yeah, with his with his sunglasses, sonic sunglasses. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, if it's a, if it's a good joke once, it's a good joke yeah, twice, so suppose, three know, times, four times. It just has part, to be a good know. joke first in the yeah, first place, yeah, really. Quite, yeah, yeah. Um, I I liked that uh, mm-hmm. sort of a doctor thought visualization. Uh, know, oh, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I like that. Where, where yeah, that was stills and it and it joined together. It was like bullet time in sort of in 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 a way, you know, the series of photos. You struggled the there, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't quite know where that was going. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it certainly wasn't. Going uh, yeah, I, I see what you mean. It was it was a bit more. Um, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was a frozen bullet time. Bullet, bullet time, time with the gaps a, in between each frame. A, yeah, rather than a moving. Yeah, um, but mm. yeah, it was. It was good. It was a shame they never sort of did it anything was fun. else like yeah. that. I mean, there was a moment in um, uh, was it was it start of Village of Angels or one, Once Upon Time where um, the the doctor right. is uh, 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 swarms about to click his fingers. Uh, yeah, and the doctor then imagines everything. Oh yeah, and she goes through motion. the temple of Atropos. Yeah, 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 and you see like her jumping, and she's thinking, you know, she says, "I'm thinking about this, that, and the other in in this moment." You know, so that was quite cool. Um, so I liked the uh, 
the, the, the doctor's quite famous uh, challenge to to the Atraxi at the end where they scan him. And, and Well, we've you know, jumped a lot, haven't we? Blimey. Yeah, yeah you're going right yeah. to the end now. Cripes. <laughs> I was I was going to remark, uh, you know, because I thought you were finishing just just finishing up on the um, on the, the the flick 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 doctor's head thing, but it kind of made me think of the uh, the direction in this. It was it was pretty good. This is um, yeah. what's his name? Adam yeah. Smith. Has he directed Smith, yeah. any other Doctor Who before or since this one? I, it's not a name that I that I easily recall. I'm putting you on the spot there, mate, aren't I? I? Whereas actually, it's just a poor excuse for me not having done my homework and preparation uh, so just IMDb but it did make me wonder he's, says he's done a lot of music for his Chemical Brothers stuff that's, a, that's interesting he d- oh he did he did uh, Flesh and Stone Time of Angels on the 11th hour so this oh, possibly was yeah um, this probably in the same the block then episode. wasn't it yeah so mm. this was uh, Matt's third episode then um, Little Dorrit he did uh, oh, some skins. He doesn't appear to have. He's just done a lot of music vids. I mean, he did a show yeah. called World on Fire a couple of years ago. Interesting. Yeah, he, he had a really strong, uh, you know, visual style. There was a lot of really nice shots, like the close-ups on eyes and things mm. here. And uh, it was almost like a know, western. Actually, going yes, back to that it, bit it in the uh, in the park with the bullet time thing, when you got um, yeah. because that that sequence ends with the Doctor finding. The guy with the dog, patient zero, um, prisoner yeah. zero, doesn't he? So, yeah. and and then it's like um, they're sort of facing off each other. So the doctor's kind yeah. of sort of reaching for his sonic, and there's that almost like um, his, you know fistful of dollars sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you see the eyes like, yeah, <laughs> which is the good, bad, and the ugly. But you know, yeah. it's yeah. it's that. It's, he's definitely pulling off that. Uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. appear it's, to have done much since, which is a shame because mm. he. he yeah, really, but it really kept good. moving, didn't yeah. it? You know, visually, yeah. the camera was always moving. It very mm. rarely stood still. And I thought that was a really nice way to kind of introduce Matt's doctor because Matt does not keep still for a no. second. His hands are moving. He can't, he, he can't stand still. He can't stand no. still without moving something. And if he can't <laughs> be moving his head, it's his hands. It's got, it seems to be like his limbs are almost too long. His fingers are too long, and they're just doing their own thing. He's brilliant i i yeah. love 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 matt's physicality in this he's just he, yeah i know he said at the start of this podcast say he just lands the role of the doctor straight away but he does and this must have been really difficult because he's following david tennant so this is almost like peter davison trying to follow tom baker you know the most popular doctor of a generation who literally made the part their own and now you've got to follow him and matt was what 26 27 years yeah. old when he did this the youngest guy yeah. nobody knew who he was no. i remember a mate of mine slagging him off before he'd even shown his face on on the show he said well i watched him in graham norton and he was shit and it's like well that's graham norton you know he's yeah, being, he's out of out of his depth it's weird yeah. whatever you know wait till you actually see him in the show and by god he was good and yeah, and uh, and it's the the style of the direction seems to play to Matt's strengths. It, it mm. builds him up. It showcases him for his physicality and his little ticks and his, you know, his looks to camera and his his little challenges and his smirky grins and his, yeah, fish fingers and custard, all that stuff. Yeah. It is brilliant. I think this is very close to being an almost perfect episode of our yeah. favourite show, Jeff. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great stuff in it, um, and and. Uh, I th- I think um, well I was gonna say I remember when Matt was announced mm. was it, it was it in it, 
it was on TV, and they they went to an interview with him, and and he was revealed. Do you remember? Was it in a like? Was it in a confidential or something? Yeah, I, I can't I really can't, remember. I can't properly, remember. But it, it wasn't a special like. Um, no, it wasn't quite as big reveal. as Capaldi's thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, who the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, I think who is he? Who is he? Jeff? It, no idea, mate. Yeah. For, for me, no it's a idea. Bit like with um, you know, Sh- Shooty Gatwell. I don't, I don't know him, but that's mm. quite exciting in a way. Uh, you know, yeah, to, to it see is. What yeah. they'll bring to because there's no preconceptions. Any... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I knew Jody, and mm. you know, I knew of Capaldi and what he'd done with um, yeah, think of it and stuff like that. Um, and I'd, I'd seen Casanova and the Tenant and mm. you know, cut the things and stuff, you know. But yeah, the, the those two guys, yeah, no, no idea, you know. So no yeah, idea. It's, it's a clean slate, so that's good. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I, I liked um, all of the stuff there at the hospital, you know, where the, where the uh, uh, fire engine uh, ladder comes mm. through the window. And, that was great fun, uh, sticking the doctor yeah. in a fire engine with the siren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Amy and Rory have to face off the bad guy in the hospital, yeah. who is now Olivia Coleman and two yeah. scary twins. Sad, sadly wasted uh, there, Olivia Coleman. She she could have been a, a great uh, well, she could, villain, but, yeah. I think. But you know, but mm. but this was a long time ago. This one, um, also the bit with the uh, fire engine made me think about um, uh, when yeah. Jody's doctor wanted the sirens on when they were in the police yes. car. Yes, yeah, the doctor loves <laughs> yeah, sirens. Said, yeah, the doctor always <laughs> wants to play with the toys. Always. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah, that the bit when the Atraxia scanning, looking for you know the the alien uh, source, and they and they find the doctor. Mm. And and then they do that sort of very very cleverly done by Moffat here to uh, show you again this is the same person, you know that that we've had, you know, before. Yeah, and he, and nicely he did done. the same within the narrative as well uh, to, mm. to show Amy that it's the same person by use of the apple. You know, we we here get the projection of all the different um, you know creatures and then the doctors. Yes, Paul. I, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I heard that. The, the, so the scene with the apple, which is the bit where um, um, Amy finally believes him that he's only yeah. been gone from his perspective overnight, right? Yeah. That was it. For her, it's 26 years or whatever, but for him, and she didn't believe until that point. But it's a brilliant scene. It's absolutely beautifully played. But I had heard a rumour that it was cut originally for timing or for something else. And that it almost, or that it almost never made it oh, to really? the final show. Yeah, but imagine. I mean, that for me is like well, the it's heart the of this episode. Of it. It's it's a bit. Yeah, like yeah. When, but um, I, th- I think they had it dealt with in some other scene, which which was a lot shorter and got right. you know because it is so fast paced, mm-hmm. and that scene which you know you that, could argue kind of slows things down a little bit, which yeah, you know I so think is all fine. It was that lovely slow motion shot and, the, and that lens It could just be a rumour. I in. might have just heard it somewhere and mm. it doesn't. Yeah, act, it's not actually if, true. Yeah, I've not heard that. Let um, us know. Yeah, if anyone There's knows. a whole bunch it's, of Doctor Who um, experts out there. Yeah. They should be doing this podcast, not me. I ain't got a clue, mate. Honestly, I don't know anything <laughs> yeah, these this days. Is, this is all scripted, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we can't fool anybody that way, no. Jeff. <laughs> So, pretend yeah, we actually I, I, wrote these words down oh my goodness I, I liked, sorry go on uh, yeah. the, the doctor's you know heroic moment there you know, basically run and, and uh, oh, it was did you it was epic, <laughs> I, I, I didn't it. like and, that and also oh really that's the only um, bit I didn't like yeah 
Yeah, oh, yeah. And I, I, do you know, I, I like it even less now than I did originally. Originally, oh, originally right. I thought, well, okay, here we go again. We've got another doctor kind of stepping up to the plate saying, basically, aliens, go on and be scared of me because I'm, you know, what is it, Time Lord Victorious or the oncoming storm or all that kind of... I, I thought, yeah. I honestly was hoping we'd seen the last of that by the time this came through. And as soon as he said that, I thought, oh, bollocks gonna get it all over again but it was kind of offset by him walking through all the previous doctors yeah. that we'd seen i loved that we'd seen it before slightly in the uh in human nature hadn't we in and, the doctor's and, um, journal of impossible next, things it happens in the next doctor as well uh, with, with yes Lake. but this was this was like a real vindication you know this was mm. like an acceptance that the old series and this series are the same series. Same it's thing, a proper yeah. full-on continuation. Yes, it, yeah, it, it wasn't as uh, clear in, um, mm. in the RTD stuff for a while, was it? No, no. But here, um, there was like there was no there was no mistake in it, and I I loved right. it. And of course, from that as well, Matt comes out, or the Eleventh Doctor comes out wearing his bow tie, his Eleventh yeah. Doctor outfit, his tweed. He is now one hundred percent the Eleventh Doctor. He's yeah. not wearing David Tennant's clothes or anything like that. No. He's not the raggedy man anymore. He is now the Doctor basically run oh it was all going good up until we said that for me i'd like oh. to uh, just take a moment to um yeah uh, mention our, our friend ray holman's work there uh designing oh yes definitely costume. well done yeah, jeff he, they, yeah. they settled on a, a really great look for him there it's brilliant um, and uh his jacket so my my mum is uh from, mm. uh, part Scottish, part, uh, and and we used to go up to the Isles of Harris and Lewis when we were younger. Oh right, and and buy Harris tweed and stuff like that. And uh, oh. so his jacket being made out of yeah. Harris tweed uh, was was a nice little thing, and it and it sent sales of the of the stuff skyrocketing. <laughs> and, and bow ties as the well, rep- and bow ties <laughs> as well. Yeah, so that that was quite cool. So yeah, I, I liked his uh, his outfit, and I liked mm. how it evolved o- over his, his years as well. Um, so let's um. So uh, the end of this is, um, you know, Amy has accepted that it's the same guy from her childhood, and yeah. Um, he, he, uh, oh, 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 oh! I just have yeah. to. Sorry, I just, I just have to say the best bit because there's always a bit in a regeneration story where the doctor sort of looks into a mirror and sort of checks oh, his face yes. out and all that kind of stuff. We don't quite get that, but we get an inversion of that because he's looking at um, a prisoner, a prisoner zero, yes, right? That's and right, prisoner yeah. zero copies him, and, and yeah. he comes out with a line like, "Well, who's that supposed to be? That's rubbish, you know, or something <laughs> like that." It's, it's brilliant, and it's like, and "That's thought, oh, you, st- is it? Still oh, not really, still not ginger." <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So brilliant. I love that. He invites Amy along with him, uh, and, and we go uh, into mm. the TARDIS again for for the grand reveal. What, what do you? Oh, think and it's a beautiful TARDIS. TARDIS. I love it. I what, absolutely. Well, I I love it more outside because it's clearer to me what's going on outside. It's very simple geometry outside. It's basically a box, but it's lovely and bright blue with the white painted frames and the windows. It's the Peter Mm. Cushing TARDIS, basically. And I love, love, love it. I think it's brilliant. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. Then we go inside and it's, um, whoa, it's kind of... um, I just it's it's mad it's mad is what it is it's bonkers it's just I mean there's no I mean I guess it's deliberate because you can't see where something starts and ends it's all a continuous kind of mishmash of orange and brass and wood and teak and bakelite which I do I like it's actually the bakelite yeah that's that's how I would describe these next few episodes actually 
it's like a Baker-like base technology. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that kind of 1940s kind of style of, you know, if the 1940s had been the future, right, and they developed like technology, computers, and everything, it would all be housed in Bakelite yeah, with tiny yeah. little screens. <laughs> That's kind of how this is with the occasional trumpet and a hot and cold taps. I I do like it, but. I yeah I, I but I don't love it the inside of the TARDIS I think it's 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 too confusing for me to to figure out what about you what do you think you're looking at me strangely now uh oh uh no I'm I'm just looking at pictures of it and um, oh. it's it's mel- melting my brain a bit um it does isn't it, I, it does do that I I didn't really like it uh Does not I th- mm. no I liked bits of it um, yeah, I, I like that the mm. TARDIS. You know, there was like an upper level for it, which has again been was used. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. With the the next um, you know evolution of, of the interior. Um, yeah. You know, so, so you know there was the bit underneath the, the console where mm. you know we sometimes saw the Doctor sitting in a little kind of swing type thing and doing that's you right know, fiddling yeah. with things. Mm. Um, you know, I like that there was a sort of. Uh, like projection type thing on on the wall in, in like a screen type thing. Oh yeah, that was pretty part. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stairs that go up and off and, mm. and stuff like that. And I, I did like the orange, uh, you know, color of it. Um, yeah. Uh, I and I, and I like the um, the giant ceiling bit um, above the uh, console. That's it yeah. They they pulled very, that back from William Hartnell's first yeah, episode, so, didn't so they? It, it, yeah, that looked, ceiling it unit, like one of the the old ones. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's an odd one. It it's got some really cool stuff, and I actually um, when I went to uh, must have been the fiftieth, had my had my yeah. picture taken next to the console. Um, oh, that's and, lovely. And, and a, a sort of backdrop of the uh, of the thing, but yeah, it was just I'm, oh, I found quite a nice sort of panorama on it here. Um, I'm looking at it was just. Just had a what lot are you looking going at? On in it. Are you clicking I'm away on, in your computer there? Yeah, just to um, you know refresh myself on it. So yeah, uh, it's right. it's not it's not my favourite. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd go fit. with that. Yeah, and, but and what do you I, think of I, the outside then? Do you like? Do, oh do you yeah, like, I like the, the outside, bright yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I like the uh, little bit of green that we we have in the in, mm. in Jody's one. Um, mm. But with Matt's, yeah, I like the white. Uh, paint around the windows, you know, that really kind of stood out nicely on it. Yeah. And, and I like the addition of the St. John's ambulance uh, symbol as well. Again, back to the first Doctor, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, it's it, kind it of looked, melding the the old series with the new series. With the new, it's those yeah. little touches that, that yeah. bring it closer together. Um, but but that yeah that interior yeah just just a bit a bit too much. But then when <laughs> his, his next uh, you know the the next evolution of it, absolutely amazing. I mean, there's that absolutely yeah. brilliant shot. We're jumping way ahead here, but in the snowmen, when Clara walks around the TARDIS on mm. the on the cloud, and then and then goes into it in one shot, you know they they've mm. never had a shot like that before, and he stands and he puts his arms out, and all the lights come up and and everything. It's, it's a spectacular Magical. shot, and it, yeah, it is. And the music, his theme kicks in. It's it's just brilliant. Um, yeah, and I, I really yeah. liked that uh, interior. Um, and then you know when Capaldi took over, it was it was a shame he didn't get his own TARDIS. Um, you know his own interior, but he 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 changed I, it I enough think, with the yeah. bookcases and things. Yeah, he kind of made it his own. The twelve dots, yeah. I think, because when you when you watch Capaldi's stories and then you go back and watch some of those later Matt Smith stories, the TARDIS looks very empty and almost soulless. Yeah. 
yeah. in a way that you know that first iteration of that much more technological console room. It yes, it was. I mean, the, the lighting design on that set was brilliant. Oh, as it's well. fabulous. All, all the yeah, but the, the walls, and... but the walls are empty, aren't they? You know, there's yeah. nothing on the walls, and it just goes. It's 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 such a gulf of space. Yeah. And then later on, obviously, with Peter Capaldi's Doctor, when they put the bookcases up and the blackboards and his guitars hanging around, it mm. has much more personality to it. I think so. Yeah, it really and it's cool. a very twelfth Doctor personality. Yes. So whenever yeah. I see that now it looks very odd the fact that we have the 11th doctor in it at all mm. sometimes yeah i, I agree I, I associate that interior with 12 mm. um and and the orange one with 11 really um uh yeah so i particularly like 12's version of it and and i really like 13's as well it, you know kind of has that organic alien feel to it mm. again which which you've got a bit with uh tenant and and um Eccleston's, yeah uh, i was kind of surprised they went back to that sort of design really i thought we might have evolved onwards from that but they obviously decided mm. to go back to it and it, I mean, you know, it, it's, it, it fitted 13 you know it was sort of quite yeah, warm yeah, yeah. in there in, in you know it felt like a nice safe space and also be- beautifully mm. lit as well um so yeah be interesting to see what they do next time yeah whether, whether they sort of go really simple or uh, you know classic looking or we're talking in know, tardis of, interiors now aren't we but yes yeah. <laughs> so yeah. should we do the thing <laughs> yeah. whereby where i ask you what is your favorite of all time what's your favorite tardis interior um is it yeah, too I, soon I, for this no, I'm going. Is it too to, out the blue? No, no, I'm predictably going to say 13s. I think I, I really like the crystal yeah. columns and and the um, sort of hexagonal uh, mm. d- design of, of those um, plate things on on that make up the walls and and you know there's always these blue lights behind them mm. and, and smoke everywhere and I like the way the pillars um, can change colour as well and, and completely change the look of it inside. Um, and uh, to match the mood, yeah, yeah. and and you it have does, that doesn't it? Little, it really does. Um, that. It's like it's linked to the doctor's it, mood. That's it. it, it I love know, that. They've always sort of talked about that, but it was really quite mm. uh, obvious um, here. You know, there's a bit where uh, I think it's in the Timeless Children. Uh, she touches the outside of the TARDIS, and and the lights inside the windows glow. Yeah, and the sounds it. as well, doesn't it? The, the sounds yeah. respond to her a lot more. The, the, it seems they they've do, really yeah. thought about that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, so I liked that that it it was, uh, you know, quite sort of organic and, and, and in touch with her. Um, and yeah. and Gallifrey and uh, symbols again as well on the little steps that lead up to that main console, a bit much like on um, uh, Capaldi's, uh, you know, above yeah, the time yeah. rotor. You know, you had those, those dishes there. Um, so yeah, I I, I mean I, d- I do like them all, um, but I, I would say my my favourite uh, second favourite is is Capaldi's one. It mm. really cool. How about you? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> I think okay. I'm going to divide it. I'm going to say, actually, no. I my my absolute favourite of all time. Actually, you're going to you're going to laugh at me, but is um, is Tom Baker's wooden console oh, room. Yeah, yeah, the wooden. I love yeah, that. that sort of. Um, the, yeah. the Nemo type, type yeah, one, yeah, yeah. It's 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 quite small, mm. but I I I just loved the idea when I was a kid of of a wood panelled technological, you know, sort of cabin or you know yeah. flight console room, whatever it's whatever it is, a secondary console room. 
Yeah. Or maybe it was a primary one, the other one was a secondary one. But yeah. it was great. It was only in a, a handful of stories. We, we yes, hardly ever not, saw it. It's, it's stuff of Lilo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's exactly. It's not there yeah. often. Uh, no, yeah, no. I like that one. It was it was cool. I mean, f- from the classic uh, mm. control rooms, they're, so, they're all very, very similar, aren't they? <gasps> <laughs> oh. You obviously haven't got the eye for this, Jeff. I'm disappointed in you, mate. They're all wildly well, uh, different. Oh, really? <laughs> no, well, I, I don't know. I could go through them, but um, I won't because uh, it's getting late. So it's well, maybe, that, maybe that's something for, for another time to, to talk For another about time. Another, but yeah. you see the thing evolve, I think. you know, so it's not, there, there are very few sort of massive variations. Things like yeah. going from the white console room to the wooden one is a big variation. But yes. usually it's just like it's a, it's almost like a shrinking of the set. I think yeah. William Hartnell's original set on An Earthly Child was pretty pretty massive, and then by degrees it shrunk till we got to like Patrick Troughton's time, and I think it was just two flats, two flat, you know, for the wall, two photographic blow ups, which had been somehow negatively inverted because they were so old. So yeah. the wall looks black, the roundels looks paler, but it, it, it I, I, so I just thought for years that. Patrick Troughton, the second Doctor's TARDIS, was sort of a black and white affair, you know, with black walls and pale roundels. But no, it turned out it was just the fact that these um, these blow up photograph photographic walls were just decayed massively yeah. <laughs> over time. And then you get like the washing up bowls with John Pertwee, you know, just one story, and yeah. so on and so on and so on. But yeah, it's um, it's I must admit, you, you know, when Doctor Who came back and I first saw. Um, the ninth Doctor's TARDIS, the console room. I, I think I saw it in SFX or Doctor Who magazine, and I thought, oh, <laughs> that's so that's what they're going with, is it? Uh, okay, yeah, right. and I can understand that reaction. Well, I mean, it was yeah, so radically I was, different. I was a bit but then taken by saying that, so was the eighth Doctor or seventh slash eighth Doctor sort of. Yeah, but my reaction to the eighth Doctor's Doctor's console room, and I saw it, it was like, bloody hell, that's amazing. Yeah. Whereas I looked look at amazing. ninth and I thought, yeah. okay, they're going yeah. with that. And I, I and I get it now because it is kind of I don't know it's it's sort of it's Mon- been through a war, yeah. yes you know but the eighth doctors was just but now when I look at the eighth doctors it, it's almost too much yeah you know, it's, it's, out it's of all place a little style bit. over substance yeah, and I love yeah. Gary Russell's novelization of the movie because the way he tries to rationalize it is brilliant he's struggling right but he makes it work just about and then he moves on it's like okay we've dealt with that now let's just quickly get past it and then terence dix in the very first eighth doctor bbc books novel right decides to dispense with it completely just ditches it the doctor decided he wasn't going to do that anymore he's back to the white console so that's (laughs) i I love those sort of things but we digress anyway yeah yeah sorry going off topic in uh, in tardis uh interiors and exteriors there yeah so So where are we at so we're at the end of this story are we oh i meant to ask you actually so what do you think here because um, Murray Gold is still in the series, isn't he, at this point? Mm, and yeah. he has literally defined the modern era. And yet, in this story, although we can tell it's still Murray Gold's kind of, um, you know, somewhat bombastic overtures and heroic symphonies and scores and everything else, I must admit, I, for me, his best moments are the quieter moments. And I think in this story, there's some beautiful Murray Gold stuff here. Yeah, Would you agree? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, there is some... I, ne- I never disliked his stuff at all, and I, and I must say that his themes... I, I, I fall in and out of love with it. Um, we have a very on-and-off relationship, he and I, yeah. I think. I, I, I'm, or his music uh, and I. I don't I, actually I th- know Murray yeah, at all, I, I think we should have um, 
something new uh, musically for the for the future. Um, yeah, uh, be interesting. Um, I really like his theme for the Eleventh Doctor. It, it, it was. It's very heroic again, isn't it? Really heroic, and and the Twelfth yeah. Doctor's version, which was kind of more mm. electronic, uh, was also brilliant. Like when that kicks in, you you know, it's time to get excited. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, there was a lot of stuff in this episode. I thought, yeah, actually, that's really standing out nicely for mm. me. And uh, I, I don't, um, I think I have got the soundtrack for this one. I, yeah, I might have to give it another listen. He, he, there's some really yeah. good stuff in here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. He did. I think you know because, like you said, we we hear the first overtures of um, the Eleventh Doctor's theme. It doesn't feel quite complete. That's it. It, it. But it's almost like it's coming together and it comes together yeah. more each time the the Doctor does something Doctorish. Mm. There's more to it until right at the end, it, it kind of really builds up and yeah. it's almost then complete. Leads into him stepping forward his bow tie. I, yeah. I love you know when when the music and the visuals and the performance and everything just comes together like this. It just makes for a really satisfying watch of a yeah. you know of, of, of an episode. It's yeah. it's brilliant. I, I honestly I know I've said it already, but I'm going to close my face with it right now and say I think it is. It's it's you know it might not be the most epic Doctor Who story, but it's one of the most nearly perfect. Yeah, the, the, yeah. No Doctor Who episode is absolutely 100 perfect. Even the Caves of Androzani, which is my total favourite, but it's close yeah. to it. You know, Have everything you not works. Seen resolution. As I said, Caves of Androzani is the most <laughs> perfect story, but even then, it's got a few flaws. You know, there's a few things going on. I think, ah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's great, and actually, I really like the the smaller feel to it. You know, moving away from you know more local. Just, yeah. Yes. Yes. That that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great episode. Really uh, enjoyed mm. going back to eleven. A lot of fun. And, um, yeah, we'll have to do this uh, again soon. We'll do another poll to. Uh, yes, uh, let's do that. So to rewatch, um, but I, I will demand that it has Clara in it. Oh no. <laughs> okay. All right. As long as you let me do the next one. Yeah. Okay. Which is going to have to have Tegan in it. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll go for that. Which is probably not a bad thing. If Tegan's coming back, we should definitely yeah, look at another the, Tegan yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should yeah, do we that. Should do that. Okay, What's good. your favourite Tegan story, listeners? Let us know at the back of the know. postcard. Send or it into who's C2C. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tweet. We're in the or 21st tweet. century yeah. now, aren't back we? Back of a tweet. I yeah. remember the days yet to write everything on a postcard yeah. and send yeah. it into W1AAA or something like that. Four weeks to All get Noel Edmonds so. swap yeah. shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, we've gassed on long enough here. Yes, we? thank you for We spent for We spent longer talking about the episode than the episode is the, itself. The episode itself, yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, as always, uh, our thank listeners. Thank you. Uh, yes, stick thank with you us very much. And tweet us. We'd love to know your thoughts about episodes and anything that you might like us to talk about. Yeah. And uh, let us know your thoughts. We've got a number of things on the go at the moment. Oh, we do. our podcast yeah. Positivity Project, which we haven't forgotten about. We've just got P-P-P. other stuff going on, and we need to get, get back to that. Yeah, um, but it's yes, going to be fun. We, we will catch you soon. Thank you very much. Going to catch people. Anyway, yes, thank you. Thank you for listening. See you (laughs) next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) What time is it, Paul? It's nearly nine o'clock, Jeff. I'm afraid that is the wrong answer because (gasps) the actual time is the 11th hour. That's right. Welcome to Hoot. No, that's terrible. That was shit. That was shit, mate. Why don't you just crack on with it? Let's just do it. it All right, I'll just start normally. (laughs)